on the BetQL Network, Nick Costos, and Barkley, and you. All right, all our bets for tonight coming up a little later in the show. NBA, NHL, Monday Night Football, doubleheader. We'll continue our Handicap Week 15 in the NFL in just a moment, but a couple pieces of breaking news. Hashtag crossing the wire, a.k.a. push notifications on our cell phones in the year of our Lord, 2023. This had been bandied about over the weekend, Ken, and we touched on this on the Sunday morning edition of the show. Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers for $700 million, literally. Seven hundred million, um, and there were rumors that that um, rumor had it that they that a lot of the money was going to be deferred. With the thought being, Otani wants the Dodgers to build a winner around him. He wants to win a, a world championship right after you know playoff utility in his years with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of North America of Planet Earth of the Milky Way Galaxy. So Otani's contract apparently going to make two million a year for the next ten seasons, and then get paid six hundred eighty million dollars, and apparently a lump sum, which hopefully he can cash in Japan to avoid having half of it taken away by the government in the state of California. So Tyler writes in the chat, and he's 100% right, that this is going to fuel speculation that the Dodgers are going to sign Japanese stud pitcher um, uh, Yamamoto, um, who would join Otani, obviously, if the Dodgers are going to have all this money to spend now. They don't have to, the, the, the bill's not going to be due for another decade for the Dodgers here. So that's the piece of news in Major League Baseball. And then this is not a surprise. Uh, Drake May... Um, declaring for the NFL draft, so he'll he'll leave North Carolina. Caleb Williams, the favorite in the betting market to be the first overall pick, but May certainly in the mix, and who knows how things can change before now, between now and the end of April. So again, any thoughts on either of those two? And uh, then we can get back to uh, the NFL Week 15. And then to get like this NBA push notification, like Kyle Lowry available to play Monday. I just got that. Like, well, too. that's not that's not quite the barn burner that the other ones are. That's not quite the same thing. But good for good for Kyle. Glad his back injury is okay, and he's going to be in the lineup tonight. That's nice. Um, I don't know if I have a lot to offer here from a betting standpoint. Just like the the Otani thing is weird, but uh, but I don't I don't know enough about it to comment on it. Like good good for him. In ten years, I would also like to get six hundred million dollars or whatever it is. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, how do I do that? Bet a lot of awards. That's going to be how I get there. Uh, and then with the the Drake May thing, you know, we always thought he was going to declare. He and Caleb Williams have been like sort of one, two for the first overall pick market for a while. This won't change that. Um, you know, like we'll see what happens with Caleb, but like I, I don't think that market would shift dramatically based on Drake May declaring. Uh, and then Herbert, we definitely thought was true already that he's very unlikely to return this season. Oh, so oh, I didn't, it's sort of like I, a, I didn't report this, Ken. Do you want to just report that quickly? I didn't say that to start the hour. That news just came in. If you want to, if you want to read that. No, I thought that was the last thing you did. Sorry, I was I was looking at my phone. I swear that was the third thing that you said. My fault. Uh, Adam Schefter said that Justin Herbert had right finger surgery, uncertain to return this season. So that's, which I, I think we kind of hinted at uh, when we did the game against the Raiders on Thursday night. So again, that market was already shaped around the idea Herbert was unlikely to play in it. Um, I mean, I can check the market for the game. I mean, the, ga- the game is, holding, is holding at Raiders minus three. Yeah, everywhere. So like that tells you, and the total's very low, which tells you um, that this was not, uh unexpected news that came out so yeah i think a lot of things that well the otani thing we didn't expect but i think you know with drake may and herbert this is stuff where it's just like formally reporting things that we already knew they're very interesting like they're very impactful but just like we kind of already thought these were going to be things so just kind of confirms what we thought Absolutely. So there you have it. Otani going to defer all his money till the end of the contract. Again, maybe that means Yamamoto. And like, you can bet this because I get asked about this every week when I do my radio hit on WFAN in New York. Like, what are the betting odds where like Yamamoto is going to go? Yeah, all the stuff is is I think pulled down for now. 
but like the Yankees and Mets had been alternating as the favorite to sign Yamamoto. I'm curious if like when and if, and not that you can bet a ton of money into it, just it, it, kind of interesting, right? Like the way you can maybe profit from a betting a betting perspective on this. Maybe the Dodgers become the favorite now for Yamamoto with this news in tow. Uh, so we'll see. And Drake May declaring, and Justin Herbert undergoing surgery, which at the very least means like he ain't playing on Thursday night. Maybe he's back for week 18, which makes no sense for a team that's going to be out of it. His season probably done, and so too likely the coaching tenure of Brandon Staley in L.A. with the Chargers. All right, all our bets for tonight are on the way, but for now, let's hit up a couple more games in Week 15 in the NFL. Jake, bring the music up, and before we get to the Rams and the Commanders, Ken, I don't think we ever got an opinion from you just on like what you want to do in the game with Atlanta and Carolina, so while we were on the air in the last segment, you were kind of breaking it down. I was like, I need to go bet this, so I, I laid 3 minus 110. I'm willing to lose, and I'll be okay with it if I do lose, because I want to bet against the Panthers. Um, do you think you'll end up having a bet on this game? No. And if I did, I would like I would need a lot of Atlanta steam to talk myself into Carolina is probably where we are right now. Like less than three betting Atlanta, I think, is makes a ton of sense. Uh, that number is never going to exist. It's probably going to be three and a half. I don't know if that's enough for me to bet Carolina in the game. Uh, I think Ritter's performance is on the road. Atlanta's performance is on the road in a bunch of their games. Um, probably make this at least close to the right number. And uh I'm trying to think like the Carolina number I would need, like four and a half or something, maybe to bet Carolina. And there's just, there's like no way that's ever going to appear. So I think we're kind of in a range that I agree with. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a lot going on. Maybe at some point later this week, we have an NFC South conversation, like all three of the, the all three of the non-Carolina teams, like pretty similarly priced now to win the division after Tampa beats Atlanta um, and New Orleans wins, but like continues just like, like, like imagine winning a game by the margin New Orleans won the game by and off the game it's just like all anyone's talking about is like man everybody hates the quarterback oh that team sucks it's like yeah you know they you know they covered and like won it's like, like this should be a 20. positive conversation yeah you know this should be a really positive conversation about this team and instead it's just like yeah th this team they're brutal like oh, oh okay what, what happens after the losses god um and I don't know if we're going to find out because they play the Giants this week. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about that game tomorrow. Yeah, that that division's interesting. And the way that the results have broken in that conference, like, increases the likelihood that, like, you could get a second team in depending on how the wins and losses go. A big part of that's going to be, like, do the Packers win tonight and run the table against a really easy schedule, which means, like, they lock up a spot. Dallas locks up the other one or Philadelphia, but probably Dallas. So now it's, like, one spot for all these teams. But these teams are all still – it can be division. It can be a wild card. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a bet on the game because the, the price on Atlanta I want's never appearing. The Carolina number I need is unlikely to appear. Uh, Tampa plus 165. Uh, the Bucks currently in first place with tiebreakers in the division. All three of these teams are now six and seven. Tampa plus 165. Atlanta plus 175. Derek Allen and the New Orleans Saints plus 200. All right, Ken, let's go to the Rams and the Commanders now on Sunday in Los Angeles. Washington comes off its bye, and uh, and it is worth noting, because we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, like, is Washington going to fire Ron Rivera because it's spiraling out of control? Commander's owner Josh Harris basically, like, closing the door on that last week, saying Rivera is going to finish the year as the head coach. So I guess, like, things could get really bad, and they could get really embarrassed in this game in the next couple, and maybe he loses his job. But I think we have to operate under the assumption that Rivera is the coach the rest of the season. So the Rams coming off a loss in Baltimore where like Matthew Stafford played awesome Cooper Cup looked healthy and like I needed it in fantasy so that was great to see gives us a betting market here Ken the Rams six and a half point home favorites in this game against the commanders and a total of 49 
uh, given the two offenses that we'll see at play here. And maybe the Rams expected to score a lot against the Commanders defense without, obviously, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Rams and commies. Yeah, this is... Uh... The, the commanders took some action earlier, like uh, got bet a little bit when this market opened. And I agree with that. And there are still some sevens on the board uh, in a bunch of places, actually. Um, some minus 15 toward the commanders. There's actually a couple seven minus 110 still. Uh, I thought uh, about betting Washington at open, thinking that the bet would age really well. And this is just like a really classic. It's like, oh, like, why do games get bet really early on, especially before we have injury reports? Or like, why do teams get bet during the week when injuries aren't involved? And we've talked about a lot of these setups. Whale comes on and does a good job talking about them too, where it's almost like fatigue. Like uh, the way the schedules breaks for both teams means that you're likely to get a good performance from one team and a bad from the other. I think the, watch the Eagles the last couple of weeks. And maybe it's just that the Eagles are bad. Like, does anybody actually think the Eagles are bad though? Or do you think like, hey, they just played like an incredibly brutal, like four or five games in a row. And the last couple didn't go great. Cause you know, maybe they were totally out of gas and playing really, really, really good competition that had had lots of extra time to prepare for their games. Uh, the Chiefs have not played very well. Uh, and I think Whale pointed this out a few weeks ago. The Chiefs, I think, had like seven consecutive games against teams with a rest advantage over them. Something like that in terms of how this sets up. Oh, by the way, that's the same this week. The Patriots played Thursday and the Chiefs played Sunday against Buffalo. So like, again, like why do teams get bet? Even if it's just like off key numbers or a half point, and that stuff's like a big part of it sometimes. Three straight on the road against a team, you know, with a, that's in a, a reasonable spot, that happens too. And so, you know, like when we, when we look at this game, it's okay, like the Rams like flew across the country and like, you know, played overtime and the commanders gave you a terrible performance and had a week off. Like that's that's advantage commanders <laughs> like that's like you could like yeah they're terrible also they're a big underdog in the game also this is advantage them in terms of like where the market should move so my thought earlier today was like do i need to bet these sevens because i think they're going to go away and then they're sort of like you have the angel and the devil on your shoulder right and it's like that, that that case is one side of it and then the other case is like you know they're the commanders right and that their coach like every like maybe the players all don't like the coach anymore and he's gonna get he like maybe was going to get fired and now he isn't but this is kind of like a a lame duck situation with this entire staff where like are you going to get a better effort like a, you know another team off a of buy here with this kind of advantage you'd be like real bullish on just commanders are a little different they're kind of just like going through the motions here maybe at the end of the season so um i would i'll just say this like i would never bet the rams at anything like this even six like would never bet the rams at these numbers uh it would be commanders or nothing i would expect the market moved more in their direction for kind of the rest reasons that i just said so let, let's say five and a half pops ken if you if you're right and like like and that number did appear would you be interested in the rams then i mean like maybe but it, it won't I, mean, we're not, I don't even think we're gonna get close to that. Maybe we get six, but I think I think we're just gonna get to like six. I think the set like seven is a key number. Being able to acquire that in a situation like this seems really good. So I, I think like those get bet, and then after that, I don't know if there's like a lot else that happens without injuries. Uh, also, so a couple, just one prop thought on this game. Terry McLaurin airballed, like literally zero receptions, zero yards in Washington's game before it's by, uh, and then complained a lot after the game. I I think you'll see like. Uh, a concerted effort to get Terry McLaurin the ball in this game. That's just just my thought. As we oh, and then maybe he airballs again. I doubt it. I and think this will be a big Terry McLaurin game. To be fair, like fired Jack Del Rio, and then they, they had the Dolphins game was the first game after they fired him, right? Yep. So like whoever the new quarter is the coordinator is that took over, like you're put in an impossible situation. You have to prepare for the, the toughest call on the defense. 
Yeah, so just, uh, sorry, so like the, but the, like the functionality of the way everything's working, like changes in preparation for the toughest offense to prepare for possible, and you play horrible, and then you have a week off, and it's not like the Rams are a picnic offensively to prepare for, but like you can see how this would create like bad. a better situation for Washington. Like it's a better setup than like, hey, I fired the DC and we got Tua and Tyreek coming to town. Like, sounds great. Sounds like it's going to go awesome. Whereas, like, this is like, hey, we have a week off, and the lasting image everyone has of our team is the worst possible team. Like, that's like a, that's a pretty good conditions to create a big number in the market. Uh, tough to disagree. And the week before that, obviously, was they got boat raced on Thanksgiving by the Dallas Cowboys. Right. My, my thought would be, if you like Washington in the game, may, may, maybe, maybe this can be a lower-scoring game if the commander's defense can be something that's a little a different total. here. With like, it, it is. Yeah. But, like how are the Rams not getting to like 27 in this game? Like, how is that happening? Or at least not to like 24 or something like that. I would think they get well, to like 27. 27, 20, 27, 21. These are like pushes or wins on the commanders that go under. Yep, it's good. It's, it's it's close. We'll do more on this game. I, I got nothing on this game right now, if you couldn't tell. So uh, we'll talk more about the Rams and the commanders as we move along this week. Let's at least start on the next game here. And this one did feature, Ken, a little bit of buyback on the, um, or at least a little bit of early interest in Arizona, just at the number. Um, so the Niners traveled to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. San Francisco, yard, yards per play yesterday, 10. They literally averaged the first down, down on, on, on on every single play against the Seattle Seahawks. Talk about circling the drain. Uh, Jamal Adams in your 2023 Seattle Seahawks. So this, op- hashtag yikes, this opened 14 last night. And I, I'm stupid because I'm like, you know, I, I think 14 is probably too rich here. And now it's 13 and a half. And I didn't bet it. And maybe, maybe the bet loses uh, or would have lost. Uh, San Francisco, Ken, currently sitting 13 and a half on the road at the Cardinals. Worth noting, Kyler in Arizona. They are coming off the bye. But against the Niners team, that looks like the best team in the league with a bullet. Uh, total is 48. Any thoughts here? And we can carry this over to the next segment as well. I know this total got bet up a little bit already. Like, does this total need to be like 51 or something with like how the Niners are playing offense right now going against this Cardinals defense? It just, uh, I like the over. Anything that starts with a four. I think I like the over in the game. The Niners are just like offensively unstoppable right now. And I, I actually think if you like the Cardinals in the game, uh, like you, you literally have to parlay them with the over. Almost, there's they're not winning a game like, you know, or covering a game like twenty one seventeen. Like I think it's almost impossible they do that to the Niners. Not that the Niners have to play perfect. Just uh, there's almost always going to score a lot, and the game could play out a variety of ways from there. We'll talk about this game a little bit more on the other side. The Niners and the Cardinals. We'll hit at least one more game coming up for Week 15, and it would be a good one if we did. The Bills and the Cowboys in Western New York. Our bets for tonight still to come as well. NBA, NHL, and the Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Tonight are on the way. 
We'll kick it off later this segment with our NBA Best of the Best, Bets of Steel, and the Monday Night Football doubleheader coming up to close the show 20 minutes from now. Let's do a little more P-squared, B-squared here, though, for Week 15 in the NFL, and we'll finish that coming up tomorrow on the Terrific Football Tuesday edition of the show. Can you give us a thought on the over of this game? You like the over with the Niners and the Cardinals. I think the first digit should be a five in the game. Uh, Any thought on the point spread? And then we can move on to probably the game of the weekend in the NFL with the Cowboys and the Bills. Yeah, I mean, again, you have another situation. This is exactly like Commanders-Rams in terms of, like, you have a game that opens on a key number, and the dog gets bet, and the dog is in a really advantageous kind of like rest setup, like home game off a bye for them. Other team like just got done like a like a a pretty you know uh, really good stretch of play against you know Im- important teams in their conference, and like no time off. And so it's like all right, like that's you're kind of see the market move in that direction. Yeah, I mean like I. I just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's going to sound really like stupid, I guess, like, I don't know what the point is of like trying to get in front of the Niners buzzsaw, right? Like, I don't like, what's the point? Like, I just like, you're, it's, I feel like if you like the Cardinals in the game, it's like, because you, you like, you want so badly to be contrarian and be right and see like, oh, look what I did, like got in front of the best team, like ever. And they didn't cover. And I know like a lot, they didn't cover the closing number against Seattle. Like Luck gets put in the game lands 12, right? And uh, and closes like 14 or more than that. So it's not like the Niners have to cover all these numbers. Just, you know, like I do all this like Super Bowl, like uh, team profile stuff and, you know, try to see like what teams stand out aside from who's being rated like the contenders and uh, do we want to buy anybody? And this is how, you know, we talked about the bills last week as like a big price that fit more with the contending teams than their price indicated, but like make no mistake about it. Like you run this analysis on these teams like the, and I said this last week and it was not an exaggeration. Like the Niners like break the math on how, how good they are in terms of a Super Bowl contending team. Their record will not tell you that because the games that they lost were like a prolonged midseason stretch where a lot of their players were out with injury. But like with this full roster, I mean like historic all time kind of a team with their roster together. Like I, so I'm gonna bet the I'm gonna bet the team that's gonna get a big pick in the draft, 13 and a half against them with like a minimal home field advantage. Like I think the number is just right. Like I think they are gonna win by a lot. And this this relates to Purdy for MVP too. Like like the the fan in me or just like the sports fan, like the observer. I watch all the games, love talking about games. I don't think Purdy's like when I watch the games, I watch all of them collectively. There's no point where I go Brock Purdy's the MVP of the league. There's like no point where I ever think that. But like the better in me understands that when we get to the end of the year, they're going to play a lot of games like this. And the Cowboys are going to have to like scratch and claw and all these coin flips. Who do you think's more likely to have a big record at the end of the year? That's why I said last week, like Purdy has the safest case. He's the easiest case to make by far because they're 13 and a half in all the damn games. (laughs) So it's like really easy to get to the finish line like this. They play Baltimore Christmas night. Other than that, get ready for more of this in terms of their markets, like they're going to get to the end and be the one or the two. They're going to have a ton of wins. He's going to have really good numbers. Like that's the safest case to make. I just was always curious. Is there like a subjective quality to this? So like Purdy, I don't know. We've kind of deviated an MVP, but like I gave you my thought on the side. Like, I think it's fine. Just is it, is there a subjective quality to this? Like Purdy's going to be in the MVP discussion at the end of the season. That is a certainty. He will be one of the last players standing that we'll talk about when we talk about most valuable player, unless he gets hurt, he's in it. He's probably already a finalist, no matter what, because they're going to win a lot of games and he's going to have really big numbers. And what I mean by a subjective quality is sort of like NBA, most valuable player. There's like a group of players that all have good enough numbers 
And then the voters figure out who they want to vote for of those players. And like Purdy's going to be in the small group. There's no, I don't know if anybody else is going to be in it for sure. He's going to be in it. So it's safe. But like when he's in it against Dak or when he's in it against Josh Allen, if he runs the table or when he's in it against Tyree kill, if he breaks 2000 yards, when he's in it against those players, Lamar, if he runs the table and beats Purdy, like if he's in it against those players, will voters pick him or will they pick the other guy? That's what I don't really know. And they'll just, and they can make up whatever reason they want. He's the ninth best player on his team. And that's not an indictment of him. It's like an accolade for the other eight guys who are all, all pros. Like, it's just, they're all awesome. They're all awesome, including Purdy. Like, is he going to be hurt by that? So just like, I don't know the answer to that. I haven't gotten as much of that yet as I thought I would from people. There's, there's not as much resistance as I thought to making him the MVP. So like, he can win but like the this game that we are that we're talking about like another example of why like he's the safe bet i don't know if he's gonna win i don't know if he's gonna beat the other guys but like he's the safest by far he gets like to his team's so good it's like a from a point spread standpoint he obviously like he's doing the things in the games that make them win it's it's like a cakewalk through a bunch of these games and the other contenders are like just having to battle to see who can even get the same record and get to the finish line so whenever i say like he's a safe candidate or it's the easiest case to make like this game this type of game this is why i say stuff like that I think you're 100% right and look i would i would have been interested in standing in front of the niners buzzsaw at 14. I would want to capture the full two touchdowns with Kyler, and now I don't have the opportunity to do that. Maybe it'll come back. So I think I'll be on the sidelines for this game, at least as the side is concerned. Maybe a total conversation for yours truly coming up later in the week. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. We will get to our bets for tonight coming up in a moment. Um, maybe we can at least start with our handicap, Ken, of the Bills and the Cowboys. And if we need to, we can push the rest of it for tomorrow in the interest of time to get all the bets in. So, look, it's like every single week, it's like we, we got a, a great yeah game of the week every single week now and it almost always involves like the bills the cowboys the eagles the Chiefs. funny how that works right uh so the point spread for this game in total side and total market buffalo has been bet out to a two and a half point home favorite against dallas the total in the game is 49 pen pencil blood or blank bills and cowboys massively high leverage game obviously yeah i mean and, and like an awesome game and a game where we kind of have stuff working on both sides which actually i don't like being in that situation like i'd rather have something i know i need to root for and it's kind of like i you could say like well you win no matter what be like well i actually lose no matter what is like kind of how it works i just i wanted to get i think i got it right here um i wanted to get just like a preliminary weather forecast for this game because it's just like it's really there it is finally um i don't know if we're gonna learn a lot right now yeah like it's like could be could be 32 could be 46 like well, i don't know it's just uh you have two mvp candidates in this game i don't think josh allen's very likely to win but he's alive to win and if they won every game i actually think there's a reasonable chance he'd win the award and dax the favorite right now and the total's 49 and if they were playing in dallas the total should probably be like 72 but uh but if they're playing in buffalo and the weather is going to be in eh, gonna be a little wind that kind of hurts both their candidacies like are they going to play a slugfest kind of a game if the weather's okay so right now the current forecast is like 46 and sunny. Um, I just, I think the total has to be in the fifties. And I know like these Cowboys, like the Cowboys Eagles game was a little sketchy on the total. Like, you know, this is, I think a lot of people thought that last night's game would fly over the total and it didn't. And it's, you know, Bill's Bengals. I think a lot of people thought that that game went over and it didn't, but uh, I just, the way this Cowboys offense is functioning right now, even on the road, 
against this Bills defense. I think they're very likely to score. And uh, and the way Josh Allen's playing right now, I would feel the same way. So usually when teams like that fit together, the first number is a five. And this year it's not because of how scoring has been. Um, it's not my favorite bet of the week, but it would be like the first thing I'd think about in the game. I agree with the side. Like if either team was three, no matter where the game was played, I'd play the opposite side. I'd play the plus three, but it's not. And I don't think it will be. Uh, and if it's going to be a sub three point spread, I agree. It's that kind of a coin flip game. Uh, listen, the, the point spread thing is like not even a debate, I don't think. Like Buffalo favored in the game by less than three, totally fine, obviously. Would you ever yeah. tease Dallas up to plus eight and a half? I think there's a chance that they uh, are in a pretty disadvantageous situation here. I'm curious to really see what we get from them. I agree with you on that. Right? Yeah, just uh, it's it's human nature, right? It's it's And we, we talked about like rest disadvantages. That's not this, but like the Eagles game that what we did talk about how the Eagles game was very likely to be a great setup for Dallas and a terrible setup for Philly. That's going to make you come out of that game liking Dallas a lot more of the time. The Eagles could have won. The game could have played, could have turned it over less. But just like the way each team came into that game, it's one of the reasons why the point spread was what it was. Like you were likely to get a good version of Dallas and a bad game, a bad version of Philly. Okay, well, now there's no extra rest. There's no staying at home for a couple of weeks. There's none of that. It's like travel in a non-conference game after you just beat the Eagles. Like, I, I don't think anybody would blame this is a, I know this is subjective, but like, I don't think anybody would blame Dallas if it was like if it didn't look quite as good as it looked uh, against the Eagles from like a dominant standpoint. So if I had to bet the game, I'd lay Buffalo. But like, I, I think they should be favored. I think this should be the number. And I, I don't know if like everything I just said is a good reason to make a bet. It's kind of just like what I think is going to happen. Uh, what I think is going to happen is Buffalo will win a really close game. Uh, they're minus one thirty-five on the money line right now. I think I'm I'm gonna bet the Bills just to win the game. And also, like, is it the best bet of all time? No, but like, I kind of want to like root, root for Buffalo in the game. Get these get these futures aged a little better. And maybe Dak has like five hundred yards passing. And maybe the Eagles lose to the Seahawks on Monday night. And Dak right. stays in consideration, obviously for MVP. So hopefully, like, this is where again, like, the, the stew of anxiety. We're hopefully like we could get a bunch of different outcomes home if possible. I do like Buffalo a little bit in the game. Um, so yeah, I think like Bill's money line would be my preferred way to play. It's still a, like a, not a terrible price now, minus one thirty-five at right. home against Dallas. Well, I do a good way to think about but, it. A good way to think about it, just of what you just said, right? Where you think, but like think about the season in terms of like all these mini parts of the season. Like we played on Dak entering like a mini part of their season where we thought they were going to play well, and it concluded with the game last night. Like that was like a section of the Cowboys season. Easy game, easy game, easy game, build up to the Philly game, Philly game itself, extra rest, all that stuff. It's like, okay, like that that part's done now. So like, would it be crazy if the pendulum swung back the other way? Like NFL teams basically can never stay consistent for more than like a month at a time. It's like inc almost impossible to do. Like even the Niners who are like the best team of all time had their rough patch when everybody got hurt. So like, would it surprise anyone if the pendulum swung back a little bit now that like that section of the Cowboys game that had that crescendo, they beat the Eagles, like all this stuff they were that just swung back the other way meanwhile the bills they feel like they're kind of getting started on their like pendulum surge right now that like they're really kind of ramping up fire the offensive coordinator mcdermott scandal poor performance in about five six games in a row like they're out of that now like they're trending up it seems like so th this is why like i agree that they sh i wasn't even sure like this would be the market for the game i really didn't know what it would be i just agree that they're favored and i I would lay them if I if I had to bet the game. I, I don't know if that's a good enough reason to bet. Also, like, am I betting the Bills when I have Dak MVP? And, like, no. is that just, like, a waste of time? Yeah, it's just, like, yes. and I have Bills futures. Like, this is, like, the pretzel game. I mean, it's just, it almost doesn't even matter what happens. I win and I lose no matter what. One thing that I had slated to talk about today, we won't have time, maybe we can do it tomorrow, and it's, like, an evergreen topic. Just, like, the idea of 
like betting like spots like this, where the last two weeks, I bet Philly in both of these games. And was this just like, obviously nothing's a lock. Was this like fool's gold basically with the spots that they were in? Like, did I miss an opportunity to delay Dallas? Did I miss an opportunity to delay San Francisco two weeks ago? Like, did I miss an opportunity just to lay Buffalo yesterday against Kansas City? Uh, I don't think I want to miss the opportunity with Buffalo this week. I'm not saying it's the same thing apples to apples, but I, I would like to have that conversation, Ken, and get your opinion on that. Like the idea of betting yeah, sure. spots, right? Playing into Why that. Why don't we slate it for I think that first hour tomorrow? Why don't we slate it for yeah, first hour? Because like, my guess is we're going to feel about the, t the four teams playing tonight. We're probably going to be able to kind of like use the same analysis to say like maybe we where we think these like I'll give you an example like I think Miami's about to enter a stretch where they play awful not tonight but like I think that's coming really soon. All right, just in the interest of time here, we don't have a, ta a lot of time left. Can you you cool to do hockey bets right now in the time we have remaining? Yeah, we'll save the yeah, NBA. That's fine. I have I have very little. I have one hockey bet for tonight, so this should be very easy. All right, Jake, let's all let's roll it. Bets of steel, please, for a Monday night. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. Jake, drop the puck twice for two Monday Night Football games. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Now drop it 83 more times for the 83 seconds left in this second. Just kidding. Uh, Ken, only four games on the ice tonight. Any bets for you? Uh, yeah, I, I talked myself into another one because we, uh, thank you, Jake, because we had some market movement that, uh, that, uh, that kind of went to, to create a bet for me. I, cause I kind of can't believe it's working this way. Uh, I have two overs for tonight and the handicap here is like the name value and reputation of two goalies leading to markets that I don't think justify how they played so far this year. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is 35th in the NHL in goals against average. He's been absolutely terrible. I don't, there's five and a halfs appearing now on this game, but they juiced to the over, over, over with Toronto and the Islanders, even like a six, even money to the over might be okay. And then Jake Ottinger has actually been one of the worst goalies in hockey for the last two and a half weeks of the season. They're home against the Red Wings who play high scoring games against basically everybody. Uh, and that total is six. Like I'm, I'm going to start playing against these guys. Like these numbers are nuts. The Vezina market's all totally wrong and wrong. And, uh, and so it's overs in those two games for me. I'll play a couple totals tonight also, Ken. I'm with you on the over in the Islanders-Leafs game. I'll also play an under on the Flames and the Avalanche where the Flames are like a stone under team right now. And I'm a little concerned about Calgary playing with their backup goalie with Markstrom out, but I'll play an under six here with the Flames and the Avs. So under with the Flames and the Avs, over with the Leafs and the Isles, and a lean for me towards the Sabres. Not going to play it, though. On the other side, NBA and NFL bets to close the show. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And have been in the betting gym doing spreadsheet curls and prop lifts, getting ready for their biggest opponent yet. I must break you. The NBA. And thanks to their training, they're now ready. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Ready for whatever may come. And when it comes to the sports books, they'll show. No mercy. With their NBA best of the best on You Better You Bet. Well, uh, speaking of sports books and no mercy, the sports book showed me no mercy on Friday with the NBA bets when I went over on the association. So hoping for, uh, I guess it really can't get worse than that, just, just as bad. We'll give you our NBA bets, and then we'll close the show with Monday Night Football bets for the doubleheader in just a moment. But some thank yous first. Uh, our one guest today, the whale capper Drew Densick. Always appreciate Drew's time 
on the show. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Our technical director, the birthday boy, Tyler Morales. Everyone tweet Tyler and wish him a happy 30th birthday. Happy 30th birthday to our guy, Tyler. Our engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan, and our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, Downtown Mike Brown. Coming up after us, BetMGM tonight, a four-hour live betting extravaganza live from National Harbor in D.C. featuring Ryan, Nick, and Trista. Coming up from National Harbor in D.C. following us here on the BetQL Network. Ken, your best of the best side for tonight as basically like most of the league returns from the in-season tournament, whatever, sabbatical. (laughs) Yeah, it should be a a ton of injuries tonight, not like the two other games between the in-season tournament games. Just like a lot of stuff going on, like Anthony Edwards is out. Mitchell Robinson's going to be out for a long time. Middleton's out Sucks. tonight. Just like a lot of stuff. Bam Adebayo is going to be out for a while. Embiid's playing. Just like a lot of int- uh, Evan Mobley's out. So just like almost like the defensive stoppers for a bunch of these teams actually not going to play, which is kind of interesting. Uh, favorite side for me tonight. There's I have a lot. Uh, I'll go with the Nuggets. And the market has finally started to move in their direction with John Collins being declared out. This went two and a half to three for Denver. It's a real straightforward. It's like a one possession point spread with a team that's really good off two absolutely miserable performances and time off. Like, it just seems like a really advantageous spot. Whale is playing their first quarter. That's his favorite bet tonight. Maybe that's the better bet. And over 48 minutes, it kind of like subsides a little bit. But like one possession with the Nuggets, um, I just feel like you get a better effort from them, honestly. Uh, we were talking about this during the break, and when I this morning when I looked at the point spreads for tonight, my question was like, do I want to try and catch the falling knife here with the the Pistons who have lost about 658 consecutive games and are absolutely terrible? They're seven and a half at home tonight against the Pacers, who obviously made the in season tournament final and lost and didn't cover against the Lakers on Saturday night. Ken, what better place than here? What better time than now to bet the Detroit Pistons? I'll try and catch the falling knife tonight. I may end up with some bandages tomorrow. I'll bet the Pistons plus the points can against Indiana. Uh, your best of the best total for tonight, please. The uh, the Clippers, I think I did this on the show like three weeks ago that I started betting them to win the division. I think we did it off a guest interview, and that hasn't stopped, and the price has started dropping on them because uh, I think they're going to be an awesome regular season team the rest of the regular season. Playoffs, you want no part of them, but... Uh, I actually think this team could win like a billion regular season games the rest of the year. Kawhi has made a point of like telling all the media the last couple games that like, hey, the offense is starting to click, but the defense needs to be way better. The last two games, they've held both opponents to about 100 points uh, in both of those games. They play the Blazers tonight, who may be shorthanded, maybe not. If you want to try to wait out the injuries, that's fine. Under in this game tonight, I don't know if the Clippers will cover 13, but under 220, uh, I think it's pretty good tonight. Maybe Blazers team total under is a better way to go there, too. Uh, my best of the best total. I think I said this on the show on Friday, right? That like Milwaukee off of the loss to Indiana in the in-season tournament semis. Giannis yeah. losing it after the game in the post-game press conference. Bobby Portis basically like calling out the coach, calling out his players, uh, his teammates. I was like, I'm going to play Milwaukee, whatever the spread is against Chicago. And then I saw the point spread and I said, well, maybe not because they're now a 10 and a half point home <laughs> favorite. So I, I, I don't want to bet Milwaukee laying right. that much with this coach. But what I do think you'll get tonight, Ken, If I'm wrong, I think I'll be, like, spectacularly wrong. And, like, I think the Bulls will score a ton of points. I think you will get a better at least one-game defensive effort from Milwaukee after they were embarrassed, quite frankly, defensively by Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers on Thursday. I'll take a shot on Bulls team total under 110.5. Bulls team total under 110.5. I think you get at least a better, like, a a better effort, at least, from the Bucs defense coming up tonight. Ken, your best of the best prop. I mean, if I... If I like the Nuggets and Jokic, here's how bad Jokic has shot uh, the last two games. 
uh, he shot so poorly that in all of the advanced metric categories, he was in first in all of them entering those two games and has relinquished the number one spot in all of the advanced metrics to either Joel Embiid or Shea Gilgis Alexander, which is actually, if it continues, is going to make MVP really, really interesting because Jokic isn't winning any of those categories anymore. He's winning none of them. It's also very early in the season and that could change. Uh, PRA over tonight, just like. I, I mean, a monster number, obviously, like 51 and a half, 52 and a half, but uh, over uh, in, a, in a game with a total of 241, too, by the way. I'll, I'll play the Jokic gets back on track angle. We'll see how it goes. All right. And uh, for me, this is, I think, the last chance we will get to play this because Tyler Hero's expected back this week for Miami, maybe on Wednesday for the Heat. But until that happens, one last ride with Hame Hakez points over us, which have been a major cash cow. It wins like every game. It's up to 14 and a half. It's not high enough. Jaime Hakez over 14 and a half points tonight for the Miami Heat. Ken, any best of the rest, or you want to get to the NFL? Uh, I like the Magic with no Mobley for the Cavs. It's a rematch game. The Cavs got him uh, like last week, and Magic are two with no Mobley. Uh, I like them in that game. Looks like Suggs is going to play. And I, I agree with you. I had made a note, like whoever the Lakers and Pacers were playing first off the end-season tournament, we've never had this angle before. We don't even know if it's a thing. Um, just like those those kind of games to this, got to be, because I'm kind of let down. And uh, and then I saw who they were playing, and I go, oh, God, it's the Pistons. So I, whatever. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it might be an okay angle. It's just the team and the matchup sucks. So I'll play Detroit for a little bit with you. Have to play it. Like, have to play it. And the, the Lakers play the Mavs tomorrow uh, in Dallas, for people who are curious. And I don't know if it, who's going to play for Dallas in that game. Uh, Tim Hardaway points over if uh, Hardaway is active for tomorrow night's game for the Dallas Mavericks. And those are our NBA bets coming up for a Monday night which means it's now time to wrap up the show with the Monday Night Football doubleheader, which means it's time for Jake the Snake to kindly drop that dope-ass beat. Once a week, you, dear listener and dear viewer, also you, Ken Barkley, me, Nick Costos, once a week, we can all play the free 8-bit Barry game for a chance to win daily prizes. What do you do? You play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. You can spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone. And if Barry scores a touchdown, which he did about a billion times in his career, you score a reward. You can play this game by downloading the BetMGM app and visiting BetMGM.com. Download that app and visit BetMGM.com. Also, download the BetQL app for the tools you need to take down the sports books. How about this for a five-star play tonight? Under 287.5 passing yards from Tua Tungavailoa. Maybe expecting a great game on the ground for A-Chan and Mostert in the absence of Jeffrey Simmons for the Tennessee Titans. BetQL.com and the BetQL app. All right, Ken, let's start our Monday Night Football doubleheader sojourn in the in South Beach with the Dolphins and the Titans. Miami, a 13-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total's been bet down to 45. Uh, two pieces of injury news here, one known, one kind of new. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is out for the Titans, which we knew. He's their most impactful defensive lineman by far. He's awesome. Teron Armstead is out in this game for Miami. He's Miami's left tackle. Doesn't protect the blind side for Tua because he's a lefty, but their best offensive lineman. So Armstead is out in this game, Ken, for the Miami Dolphins. Um, thoughts here? Side in total, Dolphins and Titans. Yeah, we we talked to Whale about this offline, and I think he even said something online about like, man, if the total gets bet to get gets bet down, excuse me, a little bit to come back and play the over. Uh, I agree with that. I I don't have any other bets in Titans Dolphins I particularly like. I'll have a bet on the over on forty five. Just like again, how the Dolphins like to play games against other teams, teams that they can pass against. Um, it feels like the Dolphins will build a lead through explosive pass plays and then run the ball a lot. That's what the game feels like, and uh, much like how the game against Washington felt, and that game flew over the total, and uh, Washington 
Washington was able to do their part in the end too. Maybe Will Levis is also over 45 in that game. Are we, are we doing the second game also, or you want me to just do that? Game? I'm going to set you up for it with the injury stuff. So I'm, I'm on okay, the great. over also for what it's worth with the Dolphins. Uh, over 45, no interest in the side right now with what it is. Uh, so Packers and Giants, and then we'll get to the prop king. So Green Bay, a five and a half point favorite in the market right now at Big Blue. Total is 37. Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, both out for the Packers, as is Jair Alexander. Dexter Lawrence active for the Giants. He had been questionable, Ken. So this moved down from six and a half to five and a half. I, I agree. I'll go first here. I We talked about this last week. Like, I, I bet a better number with the Giants that no longer exists. I would actually still only bet the Giants in this game at five and a half. But like, I, I don't have to because I have a better number. Yeah, man, I think it's just, uh, look, Packers last couple weeks. Big dog to Detroit, win the game outright. Uh, well, re- medium dog to Kansas City. They got bet in the game. And win that game outright expectation of winning by margin is much different than that. Uh, I would never lay Green Bay. I probably can't bet the Giants anymore at this number. Uh, one thing I am looking at, uh, you know, I, I think everybody knows like the LaFleur December stuff is like teams are undefeated. They're they're playing really well right now. Um, uh, probably a narrow Packers victory is like by far, I think a Packers blowout's almost out of the question with like how they played the last couple weeks and like the Giants and how these teams fit together. So I think it's like Packers narrow win is the most likely thing. Looking at some of these like win by one to six, one to 10 exact score like kind of stuff with the Packers, like low scoring Packers, narrow win, uh, maybe like a couple fun props there. If I had to bet five and a half, I'd probably take the points with the Giants, but I, I agree with you. I think I agree with the move and, and now I think I'm just good. All right, so there you have it. All right, that means it's time now for thy Royal Prop King after a bunch of anytime touchdown caches yesterday, basically finishing about even for the day thanks to those anytime touchdowns. Let's see if we can rack up some winners coming up on Monday Night Football. Now approaching the betting window, it is your prop king, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos. All hail King Costos. By the way, you you don't you, you don't see like you know the prop king, all the subjects of the prop kingdom. You don't see the prop king bitching and moaning like, hey, like, like, like. Like uh, pay what 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 are the things that trend like uh like like refunds refund Christian Kirk like refund yeah, Justin or, uh, Jefferson, yeah void yeah void, void. Christian. you you, That's what it you is. don't I see the prop king word. calling for voids like look I lost Justin Jefferson because of injury I I, I lost Keenan Allen because Justin Herbert got this is guess what like you make the bet you live with the outcome sorry everybody. Also, if you can get bets voided when you lose, it actually is probably pretty cool. But that never happens to me. So whatever. Props for tonight. One yardage prop in each game. No Jeffrey Simmons for the Tennessee Titans tonight. I think it's very like, and look, Tyree Kill's number's really high. Maybe he goes over. Maybe he doesn't. I think it's really likely that Devon Achan rips off a number of explosive plays tonight. Achan over 56 and a half rushing yards. And then in the Giants-Packers game, I, I act, look, I'm actually going to say this without, without laughing. Jalen Hyatt, over 26 and a half receiving yards. Ton of targets. Last time we saw the Giants play a couple weeks ago. DeVito does throw a pretty good deep ball, and they're definitely going to test Green Bay. Secondary, Sands, Jair Alexander. So, A-Chan over rushing yards. Hyatt over receiving yards. Some anytime touchdowns. Josh Weil, you were sleeping for the Tennessee Titans at a huge number. He splits time with Chigakonkwo. Sims, the backup tight end for Green Bay, scored last week against Kansas City. He's at a huge price. And for Miami, let's play Jeff Wilson Jr. last touchdown when a Chan and Mostert are pulled from the game in Miami is up big. We'll talk to everybody coming up tomorrow on a terrific football Tuesday. On behalf of Ken Barkley, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's Bet MGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM.